Welcome to the Fight Pod, everyone. I'm your host, Chris. And um, this is my podcast I'm starting to, uh, I wouldn't say promote, but just to talk combat sports. You know, anything from UFC to boxing to kickboxing to Muay Thai to jiu-jitsu to freestyle wrestling. And, um... I uh, started this podcast, man, because I love, I love, I love fighting. And um, I wouldn't say I love, you know, two guys, you know, fighting in the streets outside of a bar fighting. You know, I mean, two guys who dedicated their lives to to honing their skills and, you know... Building up, you know, um, I don't want to say a resume. Just hon- like I said, honing their skills, improving their craft, and getting in there with another trained killer who's also been doing the same thing. And um, most of the time, the outcome is always pretty crazy. I love fights, regardless if it's a fight where. You know, it's only 87 punches thrown totally. I I enjoyed the fight because at the end of the day, you know that, um, you know, I've never fought in my life. You know, it's well, not necessarily. I've never had a um, sanctioned fight. So, you know, to get in that cage, regardless of who you are, regardless of your record, regardless of wins or losses, regardless of titles, regardless of your name, to get in that cage, you, you're you a badass motherfucker, period. But uh, moving on, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, UFC 234. Uh, it's a card. Uh, it's before the card that just passed. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But um, this was Israel Adesanya versus Anderson Silva. It was supposed to be... Kelvin Gaslam versus Robert Whitaker, but um, <clears throat> Robert Whitaker pulled out with a um, I want to say a hernia. He had to go and get uh, emergency surgery. I want to say the next day, so they ended up uh, canceling the fight and moved Israel Adesanya and Anderson Silva up to the main event, which was um a good fight. One thing, um, you know, uh, people uh, say that Israel Adesanya uh, 100% out, like, just straight outclassed Anderson Silva, which I don't believe is the case. I feel like um, watching the fight, I felt like uh, Israel was definitely faster. Definitely um, had the youth on his side. And it was um, an Anderson Silva that... uh, I mean, I feel like Ad Anderson Silva came to fight. I know. I mean, I feel like uh, the the putting his hands down and kind of taking punches to the face and whatnot was like, you know, it's kind of what lost him to Robert Whitaker. But hey, it's Anderson Silva, so you know what really um, what can you expect? You know, at the end of the day, he's a top three, top five goat of all time. Everyone knows. But um, moving on. To uh, the the rest of the card wasn't really, wasn't wasn't really too much, you know, really to talk about uh. But UFC Fight Night on ESPN last Saturday, 
is what I'll be moving on to. It was um the first UFC fight night on ESPN. And the main event was Francis Ngannou versus Kane Velasquez after I want to say Kane's been off. Kane was off for 3 years before this fight. Um co-main was James Vick, Paul Felder, and um I want to talk about uh a lot a little bit more of this card. I want to talk about the prelims also because um I watched most I watched I began watching this I would say at the prelims. It was uh pretty good prelims. Um I would say Scott Holtzman and Nick Lentz probably had the best fight of the prelims. Um the, the women's flyweight fight between Ashley Evans Smith and Andrea Lee wasn't, you know, went to decision. But Scott Holtzman and uh, Nick Lentz, they, they went in there and banged. And, um, you know, you always kind of got to give the nod to those guys when somebody's willing to do that. Benito Lopez and Manny Bermudez. Um, Bermudez got a nice submission, I want to say. I want to say, was it rear naked? I would say. I think it was a rear naked choke he landed was pretty smooth um but performance of the prelims i would have to give to aljermaine sterling and uh he fought jimmy rivera 22 and 3 aljermaine 17 and 3 and i think uh with that performance right there you gotta you gotta start looking at algae man for uh that 135 contender man because um he put a he put a clinic on jimmy rivera and everyone was making it uh was making it out to be jimmy rivera you know time to get back on the hump and you know everyone uh thought that after he lost to marlon Moraes that uh this would be his comeback fight you know he would get back on the pretty much fighting for the bantamweight title soon which everyone was predicting for him before he lost to marlon but uh aljo had different plans obviously he looked really good uh training with uh chris weedman's camp with um i want to say matt sarah and uh Matt Sarah and um I cannot remember dude's name. But uh great fight by Algermain. Um he was taking him down. He landed uh I would say he landed some takedowns. And um really just outstruck him. Um I was expecting uh Jimmy Rivera to uh to come out a little bit uh, more aggressive looking um really um push the pace but uh he never really caught wind and um Al Jermaine just kind of took advantage of that but <clears throat> excuse me M- moving on to the main card uh to open the main card was Andre Philly and Miles Jerry a uh, great fight by those two um, went the distance. I would say, um, Miles Jury landed a knockdown early in the fight. But, um, Andre Philly just put out more effort, or not, I wouldn't say put out more effort, just put out more output. And just, uh, just kept consistent, kept fighting. And, um, you could kind of tell that, um, I, or Miles Jerry took a maybe a round or two off, and um, Philly ended up getting uh, the decision. But Vincent 
Lequeux, I want to say. I don't want to mispronounce his name. Versus Brian Barberina. These two came out. And um, both scored a knockdown. They fought. It was a... Uh, it ended up being... It ended up... The fight ended in the final t- 10 seconds of the fight with um Vincent Lequeux knocking out Barberina with a vicious knee. Like, I would say two... Right after he landed a huge like left hook, it was it was vicious. But um, they put out they they had a high output too. It was a great fight. Um, those two scrapped at a welterweight one seventy. Um, after that, it was Alex Caceres, Bruce Leroy versus Chrome Gracie, who his UFC debut was that night. Um, he was four and zero that night. Crone or Alex Alex uh, Caceres obviously is fourteen eleven. Well, that night he was fourteen and eleven, and then um that ended first round submission with a uh, Crone wrapping him up like the Bowen constrictor he is. This is obviously the son of Hicks and Gracie. Um, if you didn't know, <coughs> Jiu-Jitsu masters. Um, pretty much, you know, without the Gracies, there would be no UFC, as we all know. But, uh, he won first round submission, rear naked choke. Um, it was a women's strawweights fight afterwards. Courtney Casey, Cynthia Calvillo, uh, not really anything that'll blow your hair back. Uh, three round decision with Calvillo winning. Improving eight and one, Courtney Casey dropping down eight, eight and seven. And uh, after that, it was the co-main, which was James Vick and Paul Felder, who were I like. I always like James Vick because like he's like this dude is six foot three, and he's cutting down to one hundred and fifty-five pounds. They fought at uh, lightweight. So he's six three. He's cutting down to fifty five, and um, I would I don't know if it's like you know dimension is his output or you know maybe this is the reason why he really hasn't since because since he he's gotten upper into the upper um echelon of the lightweight division he hasn't really been um he hasn't really won too many he's been uh I think this is his third loss in a row. I think Justin Gaethje and then someone else beat him, I think, before that. And now Paul Felder beat him in a third three-round decision where Paul Felder actually, towards the end of the fight, somehow um, had a collapsed lung somehow. I think, I guess, uh, Vic landed a body kick and one of Felder's uh, lungs collapsed. So, uh, shout-out to Paul Felder. Hopefully, he's cool. Um... But he's an animal. He's um tweeting, tweeting out how he has two lungs, and you know how he's ready to get up out of the hospital, and you know he's ready for a beer, obviously to celebrate the celebrate the victory. But uh, shout out to Paul Felder, get better, man. But uh, moving on to heavyweight, or well, to the main event, I should say, heavyweight fight between Francis and Ganu, the Predator. And Cain Velasquez. At one point in time, you know, everyone was uh, 
Colin Kane, the GOAT, you know, the greatest of all time. Well, at least heavyweight-wise, the greatest heavyweight of the U.S. history. But, you know, obviously he had his time. Injuries derailed him. So, um, he was coming back after, I want to say, a three-year layoff to fight Francis. And, um, boy, Francis, uh, was obviously coming off the win he just had with, um, Curtis Blades. And, uh, I want to say he stopped Curtis Blades in the first round due to, um, TKO. I don't think he knocked him out. I think it was TKO. I think he dropped him, and then the ref came in, stopped it. But <laughs> France, it was it was a weird fight. Um, I think people should give Francis his credit because he did kind of land the strikes. Kane did go for a takedown. Francis did um, stop it. Kane like kind of threw a wild kick, kind of came out really aggressive. Francis kind of sat back and. Really, it looked like Francis was more of a veteran than Kane was, which uh, I kind of hate to say, but kind of looked like Francis came out knowing that uh, Kane was going to come out a little uh, aggressive. Kane came out a little too aggro, threw a kick, um, then kind of rushed Francis' stuff to take down up against the cage and threw a, a short shovel hook. With like 20 seconds to go, or 20 seconds into the round, I would say, he threw like a shovel hook. Dropped um, Kane. And uh, the follow-up strikes. Well, it he dropped him. And then it kind of looked also like Kane blew his knee out. But at the same time, the punch seems like it caused the um, caused Kane to uh, kind of fold. And, like, you know, like his equilibrium was off. Like it, he got hit. And it, like, shut off. You know, his knees kind of buckled and dropped. And, you know, Francis kind of came on top of him, fell. And then uh, just the finishing strikes, you know, ended the fight. And uh, Francis uh, got on the mic. Well, not on the mic, I should say, after in the press conference. And <clears throat> called out Brock Lesnar, which I would love to see. That would be a... Uh, the freak of all freak posters for the UFC. It would be, I think, even freakier than Alistair Overeem versus um, Brock Lesnar. And also, you never know. Stipe, I think, uh, well, not Stipe. Um, Francis can, can, can stop anyone. So I would love to see. Him and Brock to see if Brock's wrestling could nullify his striking or not. Or at least his size. But, um, Kane, uh, what's next for him? Um, I don't, I don't really know. It's hard to tell. You don't really, you didn't really see, um, you didn't get the, a, a chance to see. Like, what Kane, like, after all these years, it would have been, it would have been as if, like, John Jones came in and, uh, well, I wouldn't say John Jones, because John Jones kind of left in a different way than Kane. Kane left through injury. So, it's weird, because you didn't get a chance to see what, if he 
you know, if he was healed, all the, if he was 100%, if he was even, you know, close to the cane of old. I mean, body-wise, he kind of looked not that great in shape, you know, obviously. I mean, you're not going to look that great compared to Francis, but I don't, even, he didn't look even in, as in shape as he would before, maybe a couple years back, maybe these years, kind of like all the surgeries and whatnot and kind of having to sit around and stuff kind of maybe played a part in that. But I think with Kane, um, if, if he's trying, if he wants to fight again, I think if I was the UFC, I would give him Stipe. And I would have that card on the same card as uh, Brock first, Cain Velasquez. And I feel like whoever looks better, I feel like whoever wins out of um, the Cain and Stipe fight, and, and whoever wins out of um, the Brock and Francis fight, and whoever looks better out of those two fights should fight DC for the title. If DC wants to fight one of those and not, you know, John Jones, which is still a toss up. So, you know, with him being injured and saying he wants to retire this year, and so no one really knows with that situation. But, um, we all know how, uh, the UFC can be, man, um, especially us, uh, diehards, the UFC can be, um, an interesting place with, uh, pullouts and injuries and just contract negotiations and, and, and just everything. It's, 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 it's just an interesting business. Um... Moving on to uh, UFC Fight Night. Well, is it a fight night? Yeah, UFC Fight Night 145. Uh, Prague in the O2 Arena. Which is headlined by Jan Blackowitz, Blachowitz and Tiago Santos at Light Heavyweight, which is going to be a good fight. Um, this is going to be most likely the fight, I think, personally, that's going to, not the light heavyweight, but the co-main, I think this fight is going to definitely, um, it's Stefan Struve and Marcos Rogero, Marcos Rogerio Delama, hold on, don't want to butcher my man's name, Marcos Rogero Delima. Marcos Rogerio de Lima. It's an interesting name. Um, he probably get all the girls. Marcos de Marcos Arroyo de Limas. Uh, but anywho, um, co-main event is Stefan Strew versus Marcos. Um, I don't know too much about Marcos. I'll have to uh, watch some film on him on his fights. That should be interesting. I'll get into that. Um, the next fight is uh, like heavyweight Ian Vigilante versus. Whew. 
uh, versus Mikel. I'm not even gonna butcher his name. It's so crazy. If you want to know, it's it's if you if you just want to look it up, it's UFC 145. Man, he's fighting G Ian Villante. <laughs> his name is so it's so crazy. But um, after that, it's a uh, women's flyweight fight. Liz Karamouche fighting Lucy. P- Pewdie Lova. And then after that is a bantamweight fight. John Dodson versus Peter Yan. And uh, after and, uh, open up the main card to be Magomed Ankalev versus Clidson Farias Diabre. Uh, yeah, I, I really, I don't, I'm not good with French names. Uh, we learned that today. Not that good. Not that good with most names, but especially French names. Sorry to those guys. If you uh, ever so happen to check this out. And um. Don't want to really discuss the main. Or don't really. Re- don't really want to discuss the prelims. Uh, yeah, it's not really. I'm not really seeing any prospects. That I'm really um familiar with. Um, Rustam, Rustam Kabalov. I feel like I've, um, I know him. It's a lightweight. He's got a fight earlier in the card. I feel like I've seen him. 23 and 3. But anywho, um, back to the main card. Um, I know most, a lot of the people in the red corner in this situation. I don't really know too many people in the blue corner besides Tiago Santos. Um, Peter Yan, I've been saying I had to look him up. Uh, 11 and 1, he's fighting Dotson. I'm sure that should be interesting. They're usually putting Dotson in there with some killers. Um, I don't know why he keep getting in there and, uh, with some of these guys. So quickly, I feel like he just had a fight recently. But um, back to the heavyweight main event um, or the light heavyweight main event, Jan Blachowicz versus Thiago Santos. Um, I see this one being uh, a banger. Tiago Santos, uh, since he moved up to light light heavyweight, he's been banging. He um he's taken out a couple people. He's um been on a tear, especially last year. He uh ran through uh Jimmy Manoa, Eric Anders, who you know hasn't been the same since he fought him. Um, and then Kevin Holland also. That was I want to say Kevin Holland was his last middleweight fight, but he's kind of like um on like this Anthony Smith kind of tear where he's um he's won one two three six in a row, so you know if he beats uh Jan. Then uh, I mean that's a seven win straight, you know. 
after Anthony Smith, I'm sure, uh, well, after John Jones and Anthony Smith, I'm sure, probably has the, the reigning, uh, probably the longest win streaks in the division, and they'll settle that at 235, so, <laughs> I'm guessing if Santos wins this, he fights maybe a number one contender fight, or for the title, maybe, I don't know, it's not really too many light heavyweights anymore these days. Especially with someone like John, it's hard to really bet against John. But um, yeah, I'm sure that'll be a good fight. But uh, the co-main event stuff and Struve and the Marcos Hogario, that should be interesting because this guy, I don't, I've never seen him fight. I want to say, but um. He has, he was a light heavyweight is what I'm seeing here. So he moved up from light heavyweight. He lost to Ovin St. Prudus submission. So yeah. So he's a light heavyweight moving up. So this right here, I feel like if Stefan Struve lose this one, it, it, it'll probably be his last fight in the UFC. Uh, hate to say it, because he's probably like the only seven footer, and it's just crazy to see him just stepping in the cage because he's just so fucking huge. But um, yeah. anywho, you have a vigilante versus uh, Vigilante. I keep saying Vigilante. <laughs> Ian Vigilante. Versus Mikael, and I don't want to butcher his name. The guy, he's twelve and two, or twelve and two. Mikael and uh, Ian is seventeen and ten. So that should be interesting. I'm sure this Mikael dude is looking to come in and make a name for himself. Um, at two oh five, obviously, you know, be, with the um, with the crop being so light. But uh, this is this is a should be interesting. This should be an interesting card. Nothing really gonna blow your hair back. Um, but obviously the card after that is Jesus is the uh one of the best cards I've ever seen. I would say with John Jones, Anthony Smith, Tyron Woodley, Kamar Usman, Robbie Lawler, Ben Askren, Tisha Torres, Wally Zhang. And then Cody Garbrandt and Pedro Munoz. Then on the prelims, Jeremy Stevens and Zabit Magomed Sheripov is headlining that. That's the, this card. And then Misha Serkinov versus Johnny Walker. Cody Stammen versus Alejandro Perez. Diago Sanchez versus Mickey Gall. This this card is... Whew. But I'll definitely be doing a breakdown on this card sometime. Most likely next week, next Monday, Tuesday, maybe Wednesday. Um, yeah, we'll definitely be talking about this card. This is, this is one of the best cards out so far. So, um, hope you guys enjoyed, man. Uh, hopefully this is a long road ahead of us, man. A, a lot of podcasts to come. Hopefully, like I said, you guys enjoyed and, um, you know, can learn something about the sport and uh, 
if anything, if you didn't like it before, maybe I could help you enjoy it or start to like it. And if you love it more, I hope you, I made you love it even more, you know. This is uh, my favorite sport ever. Combat sports in general is just intriguing to me, but mixed martial arts in general is just my favorite sport sport there could ever be. But um, you guys have a good one. Signing off. First episode of Fight Pod. Appreciate all your listening. Y'all have a good one.